0: Ever found yourself overwhelmed and sometimes even defeated trying to get everything you think you need to get done in any given week? Are you focusing on making sure your kiddos don't miss out and that's making everything a little bit harder? Well, then, if either of those things describe you at all, then you're in the right place. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. Each episode is full of real-world information to help your homeschool family thrive. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and I'm thrilled to have you joining us today. On today's podcast, we're going to talk about how you can get it all in without you or your kiddos getting stressed out. Rachel Figg is a music teacher who has started handsonhomeschool.com as a way to offer STEM and STEAM classes without allowing them to become overwhelming. She has some great ideas to share with us that I think you'll find to be encouraging and really helpful. The Teach Them Diligently podcast is made possible in large part through the help of our partners. So when I mention them on the show, I hope you'll check out what they have to offer and let them know you're grateful for their support. The organizations that we work with are like-minded and passionate in their mission to better equip families to serve the Lord well. Voice of the Martyrs is one such group, and their resources are an incredible complement to your family worship time. Go to vom.org forward slash ttd to sign up today, and you'll receive a free updated copy of Fox Book of Martyrs, and you'll start getting a magazine each month to help you and your family pray strategically for our brothers and sisters all around the world. Again, go to vom.org forward slash ttd to sign up for those resources today. And now, won't you join me for my conversation with Rachel Fig? Welcome back, everybody. It is great to have you joining us again today. We have got a special guest on the podcast today. Rachel Fig is, as we just learned, a practically a neighbor of mine. She lives just down the, the road in a neighboring town. Um, but she has done some really cool stuff with her new site, thehandsonhomeschool.com looking at enrichment and STEM and music and art and all of these really cool things. So Rachel, welcome to the Teach Them Diligently podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here.
0: I am glad that you're here because I think that this these are subjects that I think everybody is super interested in, but a lot of times they don't even know exactly where to look for, for help to accomplish them. So, so with that said, you have recently started this, this new site. I think you said it was in 2020. Can you tell us a little bit about your vision for that and kind of why, what your story is, how you got to the point where you wanted to start and, and provide uh, service like that?
1: Of course. Yeah. I am a music teacher. I uh, have my, my degree in music education and I taught music in elementary schools for several years. And when I had my kids, we decided to homeschool. And as we were transitioning into that, I started to notice that there really wasn't a lot of opportunities for the enrichment subject areas like music, art, STEM, PE, things like that, where they were done in a way that the kids could just experience them in a low pressure way. Yeah. Uh, They were, it was either, you know, you signed up for classes or clubs or sports teams or things like that, that were really high performance. uh, And, or you did things that were just like, not that much fun. Honestly, they were just very boring and (laughs) dull. And the kids didn't actually learn music or Learn to be creative and do artwork, you know, or um, be problem solvers with STEM, or learn how to play these sports. You know, you just threw them on right. a team and just hoped that, like, hope you get it. So that was kind of how I got this idea that this was necessary. And honestly, it wasn't until it wasn't until one of my kids was kind of experiencing this on his own that it all came together. Uh, one of mm. he was a great little. Ball handler. He could play soccer. Like he, and he was little. He was itty bitty. But he could play. He could play soccer. And we're like, this is great. You know, his brother's on a soccer team. Uh, we'll just put him on a soccer team. He's, you know, he's hmm. going to do a great job. So we signed him up for for soccer with the Y. And he ran off the field. He just couldn't handle oh. handle the pressure. <laughs> and he was like I said, he was really little. But we we stuck with it. We were like, come on, you can do this. You can play. And it was so weird. He was so good at soccer and handling the ball. He could dribble, he could shoot, all of these things. But when we put him on the team, he just shut down. And mm. I thought, well, this is sad. You know, now he's not gonna get, you know, P E <laughs> for homeschool right. because because he's not he he can't function on this team. Um, and so as I started to kind of like think of all of these things, I really thought about what kids really need, you know, even if they can't play on a sports team or they're not ready for piano lessons and they don't, they're not interested in that. They still need to learn these Mm. subjects. They're still important and they're still so valuable for so many reasons. Um, But that's when the idea came together to put them together in a way that really teaches these subjects so that they can, you know, do them, but in a really low pressure way that doesn't leave them stressed and it doesn't leave the parents stressed as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we, we go on, I actually wanted to to back up just a little bit and, and ask you to kind of lay out for all of us why these different things are so important, why exposure to and knowledge of and at least some experiential work with these things, the music, the art, the PE, the, the STEM stuff, the problem solving, like you noted, why are these things so important for our kids? so that we kind of have a baseline understanding of why we should pursue some exposure for our children to these things.
1: Oh, good question. Um, Okay. So yeah, because I think we want to do these because people are like, oh yeah, you should do, you should definitely be teaching. Um, But why? And I love how these subjects Really bring all of the learning together. They are so connected to everything. They're connected to each other. They are connected to like the more core subject areas. There are so many connections that you can, uh, that your kids just automatically make, and it takes the pressure off of us having to try to make those connections um, yeah. ourselves. Um, so that is huge. I love the connections that that they make, um, that they bring about just naturally. But also, these are the classes that really teach your kids critical thinking skills and like those higher order thinking skills. So Mm -hmm. they kind of give them that low pressure uh, way of analyzing and creating and doing all of this, you know, evaluating, like all of these higher order thinking skills that naturally just teach them to think that way. And then they start to think that way. It carries over into all of the other subject areas. So we're not just learning facts. We're not just memorizing lists or um, even having a basic understanding. We're using that knowledge to apply it to new situations, to create something new, uh, to really just like bring it all together in a way that is really deep learning Mm. and really authentic, so that the kids, you know, are learning, they're really learning how to learn better. Wow. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, it does, and it's, it's actually really helpful because, like you noted, everybody's talking about these subjects, and, and as parents, I think, and especially as homeschool parents, because we are ultimately responsible for directing the education of our children, we all feel a lot of pressure, sometimes self-imposed, sometimes externally imposed to make sure that we are leaving no box unchecked. And so the result of yes. that so often, I think, is we so overbook our kids and ourselves that we are just frazzled and stressed out and just done. And yes. that leads to a lot of a lot of um, friction within families because that's not the way that it's supposed to be. So how can we encourage parents today to really expose our kids to these things and definitely help them understand and get all of these benefits out of 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 these activities without allowing those activities to stress us out and cause friction in our families.
1: Yeah, that's good. Um yeah, I love how you said that like about being like so frazzled and stressed out because that's That's what I see is like either you're trying so hard to just get everything in and and do it all and you're scheduling and scheduling and scheduling. You're so busy that you just get burnt out or you just get rid of it all and you say, I just can't and do that. I I just can't do that right now. I'm going to do only, you know these things where I can check the boxes, like check, check, Mm -hmm. I got it done. And then it's boring. And then you have lost your connection with your kids and they don't want to do it, you don't want to do it. And you're still stressed out. So those are like two ends of, I feel like, of the pendulum. And there has to be a way to to bring it together where you are balanced, you know, where you're not overscheduled, but you're also not just leaving those out altogether. Right. So, and I feel like when you... When you can do these subjects in a way that is simple and teaches teaches the subject areas in a hands-on way, that's how you're going to get it balanced. So you're just kind of exposing, you're, you're doing the things, you're doing the music, you're doing the art, um, you're learning and you're applying it, but you're not having to, you know, like run all over town or you're not having to, every kid, you know, searching Pinterest, you know, endlessly, things like that. So it's about simplifying and really knowing exactly what you are, uh, what you're going to do and being confident in that. Just being just knowing that your homeschool is yours you're not going to try you know don't shouldn't try to be someone you're not and try to live up to other people's standards be who you are and be yourself be creative um and and that's use the resources that you have available in a creative way not sticking to any curriculum super um
0: like almost Strict. legalistically yes strictly <laughs> it, yes where you're just exactly. like I have to do
1: every page you know those things are going to like just damn put a damper on your homeschool and who and because you're living up to a list. And we don't want right. that. You want to enjoy your days. You want to just have a really good atmosphere in your home where you can just feel connected with your kids, you know, and still just know and rest in the fact that you have everything covered and you're going to get it Get it eventually. You're going to get it. Your kids are going to fill in those gaps. Um, they're going to make those connections between all of those subject areas.
0: Yeah. So you don't well, have to worry. Exactly. One of the things that that David and I talk an awful lot about is the importance of understanding your foundational why. Why do you do what you do? Kind of a mission for your family. And then allowing that to really influence every decision that you make up under it. So for some families, they see, you know, within their children, you know, great skill, great interest, great whatever in some of these things. And you pursue that more wholeheartedly for others. They, they don't see really the interest in them, but they know they understand that it's important. And so exposure is a great way to go with it because we do want our kids to be well-rounded. We do want our kids to be prepared for whatever door God opens for them in the days ahead. And so I think that actually just kind of stopping and taking account of what you're shooting for will also help influence the decisions that you make and keep you back from from really like you said boiling down your days to just this impossible checklist that you have to get all of these things in that really compete for your emotional and physical time while wearing everybody out along the way.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's it and doing things like that that just that checklist really makes, it divides your day uh, up into, you know, school time, got to get this checklist done, and then the rest of your life. It, it divides right. it. And that's not, you know, that's thinking of it from a more of a school mindset where, you know, you go to school and then you're done. And I've made this mistake when I first started homeschooling. But as we started to really weave it all together and make it just a part of our life, that has really helped to make Everything goes smoother and know that you're you know you can pull things in all throughout the day. It doesn't have to be
0: that um that strict um that strict checklist um, well exactly well, and we found you know we talk a lot about detours during your day and the importance as a homeschooler to allow those detours because. Not only do they, you know, enrich learning, but they also deepen relationships as you're getting to know what excites each other so much more. Um, but I've found through the years that that exposure to some of these other subjects really, really makes those detours so much more effective because you know, as you're studying music or as you're studying, you know, a, a, some kind of a science type field you get a little bit of information there and then as you're studying something else and something clicks you're able to dive deeper into you know that subject where you're tying the history of something with the science of something and all of a sudden mm-hmm. that whole subject has just exploded for your child and also for you as a homeschool teacher too I've yes. as much or more than my children through the years.
1: Yes, yes, it's all about that layering and we don't understand really how the brain works. It's and uh it's not a, it's not a computer. You don't just keep putting information in and then they automatically know it. It's about that layering. It's about bringing mm-hmm. in all of these different angles um from of learning and different coming at it in different ways learning you know like you said how the history from from music how that is going to tie in to into history of the world or how it even ties into science and mm-hmm. how the how art ties into all sorts of things. We have tied our art and our STEM classes together. We've seen like huge, um, or even with science, how science and art are related. It's just, it's so amazing (laughs) when the kids start to, when you see it in their eyes or they say, oh, that's like this. Oh. and, And so it's just this, it's these little light that, that yep. go off, these little lights that go off in their brain. And it's like, yes, okay. And that is so rewarding. And you're right. You're not going to get that unless you allow for those detours uh, or even plan for those detours, yes. you know, even make a plan to, you know, to dive deep on, on music and, and to do something like that, or to do a STEM challenge that, you know, maybe it doesn't even relate to anything else you're doing right now. You don't have to – I think sometimes we make that mistake is that we we think that, okay, I need to find something that is going to tie into this and something that's going to tie into that so that this – they'll understand this deeper. But it doesn't even work like that because when kids learn, they're taking – bits and pieces from what they've learned way in the past and they're applying it to what they have built upon and what they're learning now. So you don't have to even worry that it doesn't all line up perfectly or I don't have a perfect project for this because maybe they're going to remember something you did three years ago exactly. and it does tie into it, you know, or something you're doing now is going to tie into something in the future. So it's all more like a web rather mm-hmm. than a, a step-by-step, like it's not really yeah. linear. Learning is not linear.
0: No, not at all. And and one of the benefits of that for a homeschool family, since you are learning together, since you're doing this stuff together and you're sharing those experiences, when one of those old things pops up again, because my kids, my kids are now 22 to 15. So we are way yeah. down the road, but yeah. still regularly those experiences or those little things, ta-da moments that we experience together will pop up and then we're all able to relive it together. So it's such a difference than if they had been in their own separate classroom going on a field trip or whatever, Mm -hmm. where all the people that they experienced with they're not here anymore. So, you know, the fact that you're getting to learn this stuff as a family, you get to relearn and rehash and re-enjoy it together through the years. And that's just one more of the amazing long-term benefits of focusing on these things in your homeschool and letting it just naturally happen because it's going to naturally come up in conversation in the years ahead.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think that this is the biggest mindset mindset shift that that you can make is that you don't have to cover everything this mm-hmm. year or next year, or it doesn't have to follow you know, a certain schedule. We use a curriculum and we use it as a spine. We use tools and resources that we bring in to kind of help guide it. But I feel like as long as my kids are first of all, like connected with me, Um, we have a good relationship and they can work well together and stay curious, they're going to be fine. They're going to learn and it's going to be okay. And that takes a lot of pressure off um, of exactly, you know, what we're learning and when we're learning it and scheduling this and making sure we include that. Um, You just want to have all of the doors and windows possibilities open for your kids.
0: Yeah. And absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that kind of being much farther down the road and having a rearview mirror <laughs> gives yeah. you, um, all of those things that I was so certain I was failing at all of the balls that I was so afraid I was dropping all mm-hmm. of those things that put so much, well, I put so much pressure on myself about there is, there is, you can look back and you see how all of these things just wove together as maturity happened. And as they were, Mm -hmm. you know, their interests kind of shifted and all of these little seeds that you're planting seeds of learning all along the way will actually take root in due time. And so you just keep exposing them to more and more and more and giving them more and more tools for learning and, and, really instill in them a love of such and it is going to take off at some point and it's going to be a, a wonder to behold i promise you that as a mom who's been there done that and was yes pretty sure my boys would never decide to learn anything and yet they <laughs> did and they're doing yes. right now <laughs>
1: yes and and i and that's you know like taking that performance like i was talking about in the beginning like that performance where we're, we're Making sure we feel like we are always having to assess and make sure they're learning. Make sure taking that pressure off and partic- having those participation opportunities for our kids where we are actually participating with them or they are just participating in those low-pressure activities, that's going to be, you know, huge for layering on all of those those experiences and learning and making those connections. So like you can, like you are saying how down the road you are like, oh, I did not have to worry. This is all coming yeah. together. Yeah. I love that.
0: Yeah. There's great hope. There is great, great hope by, and that that's, this is a total sidebar, but for those of you that are still homeschooling younger kids, middle kids, whatever, That's why community is so important. That's why it's so important to talk to those of us who have gone before, because Mm -hmm. we really can give you an awful lot of hope and an awful lot of perspective so that you don't have to spend your days worrying as bad as we did. We want to help you with that. So, um, you know, connect with other moms, other homeschool moms in that way, because I think you'll find that it's a great encouragement to you to see those who have gone before and how, how all these things come together in due time.
1: Yes. Yes. And it, it's like you kind of alluded to this, but it's like a garden where you yeah. are planting seeds, you're cultivating the, the seeds, you're cultivating the atmosphere and just creating the environment for these seeds to grow. And it reminds me of the um, a frog and toad story where... Uh, mm-hmm they, I can't remember if it was frog or toad, but my kids could tell you, um, they were yelling at the kids to start or st- yelling at the seeds to start growing, <laughs> start growing. And of course the seeds didn't grow. And it just, it, every time I hear that story, I still have little ones that love the frog <laughs> and toad stories. But every time I hear that, I just think of education and how we do that to our kids. Start learning, <laughs> learn these no! things. You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> And it just does not work that way. It's a garden. You have to give them the sunshine and the water and really cultivate your atmosphere and your learning experience, providing them with a lot of different things and experiences and access to these classes like music art and STEM and PE, things like that, where they're just allowing, where you are making this atmosphere just prime for learning just absolutely mm
0: -hmm. absolutely well Rachel we are getting low on time but I want you to tell everybody a little bit more about um, about what you guys offer at Hands-On Homeschool so that if that is something that you know you can help these families fill a hole with or kind of walk alongside with them that they'll know about that.
1: Yes so like I said it is a we have a virtual co op, is what we like to call it a virtual co op for these subject areas where we teach music, art, STEM, and PE. We have expert teachers that have pre recorded classes so that you can access them at any time. Uh, and they follow just a natural sequence for them to follow and learn and grow in all of these areas. And we do it in a very Low pressure, low performance way, so that the kids can grow at their at their ability and at their skill level. Um, and the classes are great for all kids to do at the same time. We really focus on that kindergarten through eighth grade um, age range, but we've had high schoolers that have joined in with younger kids as well. And it's really great. It builds that collaboration where the kids are working together. So they um we have all of those classes available in our virtual co-op and we actually have some free sample classes and if oh,
0: good. you
1: yeah if you go to the hands- onhomeschool.com forward slash sneak peek you can get a little taste of what we offer you can try out each of those classes just to see um, how they are put together and how how they kind of flow and what it's all about. But we make sure that every class is hands-on. We teach the skills. We teach the concepts. We teach about you know the composers and about the works of art and, and about the sports. And we teach about all of those things, but we lead to, mm. into really um, doing it in a hands-on wow. way. And that's what makes it so unique. And that's what makes it so fun and Then we also like to pepper it all in there with those connections that you can make with uh, the other subject areas as well. So it's really fun. It has been a lot of fun with building it with the other teachers and uh, the people, our members inside of the co-op have have really given us great feedback about it. So
0: yeah. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Well, we will link to all of that, excuse me, in the show notes so that people can get there easily. Um, But I also know, sorry, I also know that you uh, participated in our recent health and wellness conference as well. So uh, before we go, why don't you tell everybody what you presented there so that they know where they can get even more content like this and more helps and ideas?
1: Yes. um, The session that I did was, creating a hands-on homeschool without the stress or the overwhelm. And in that presentation, I went through how you can really change that whole atmosphere of your homeschool so that you can open those doors of opportunities for your kids. And your kids can do the things that we talked about in this podcast episode, layering in the learning and making the connections in a Mm. really natural way uh, in with with hands on learning. So, we talk about all of the different strategies and resources that I like to pull in to make the kids learn without really knowing that they're learning. I call it <laughs> sneaky learning. And That's right. it, it, it is just such, um, it's so cool when you can get your, when you can start to see this working. And I've seen my kids doing it even this morning, um, even yesterday at lunch, <laughs> they were doing these things. And I was just like, yep, they are learning. We were, we were talking about fractions at lunch and the kids didn't even realize we were talking about math. So it was, um, it's great. It's, it's how to do all of those things so that you are not left stressed and overwhelmed and wondering, am I checking all of those boxes? Awesome.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, we will link to the health and wellness conference as well, because in addition to that amazing session, there are so much to help your family really focus on the things that will improve the environment, improve the health, and and just kind of move your family forward in, in a lot of those ways that aren't necessarily specifically academic. So there's, we mm-hmm. all know that there's so much to our families than just you know, the boxes that go with traditional homeschooling. This, this impacts our relationships. It impacts our health. It impacts what food we fix and all of these things. So I will link to that too, to make sure everybody can find it. Um, but Rachel, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time out today to join us, um, on the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful.
0: You are very welcome. And to everyone else, thank you guys for joining us. I hope that you've gotten Some really good ideas. I hope that that you've gotten some encouragement, maybe some freedom from some of the pressure that you put on yourselves uh, as Rachel and I have been talking today. Uh, So check out the links that are listed in the show notes. They will be helpful for you, I promise. And I look forward to talking to you again real soon. Thank you for joining us today. We believe that every family is called to Teach Them Diligently, so we're here to help. We would love to get to know you this year at one of our four live Teach Them Diligently events, and then throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Check out the notes from today's show for more details about what we discussed today, as well as all of these other resources that Teach Them Diligently has to offer. Have a wonderful day, and I look forward to talking to you again real soon.